This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go to Joe Rudder. Are we able to track him down now? Joe, who covers the Pittsburgh Steelers with me at the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, is brought to us by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is Pittsburgh's hometown sportsbook. Bet now from anywhere. Joe, what do you think of that? The disparity of cash spent by the Steelers on the defensive side versus the offensive side. Is there room for complaint from Coward and others who like to point that out? Uh, I, I don't really see where that translates um, into success. I mean, it's just kind of the way it has evolved. I mean, you don't have the quarterback on the books. As you just mentioned, you you had star players that you were giving them money to. They're no longer around. So, you know, it's kind of a, sh- a changing of the guard. Yeah, eventually it'll get back to that way, but I don't see that as being a big thing right now. You don't have to pay Kenny Pickett big money, so why would you? Let me maybe take the argument down to its more core point, which is forget the comp to the offensive side of the roster, forget the depth chart comparisons. Is the defense overpaid? Are they paying too much for what they're getting defensively? Well, yeah. I mean, when you're paying that kind of money on defense, you should be a top three to five you know, defensive unit. They really haven't been that way. I mean, you know, the loss of T.J. Watt last year really hurt them. In the first half, they did play better in the second half. But, no, they're, they're not a dominant defense. They have the pieces, you know, to, to be that type of defense. But, no, they, you know, they, they, they aren't getting as much bang for the buck as they probably could have, um, for what, especially for what they're shelling out and the highest-paid highest guys on their roster. Joe Rudder with us, covers the Steelers at Trib Live. Check out our coverage from training camp coming up starting next week. We are a week removed from the Steelers reporting to St. Vincent College. Joe, I feel like, you know, I've heard this question kind of floated out there a few times and kicked around online. Like, who's going to be the biggest surprise at Steelers training camp? And we've had so much time and have analyzed so many different people between the draft through minicamp, OTAs. I don't know who could qualify as a surprise by this point. We've looked at everybody from Jalen Warren to... Dan Moore to, you know, Darnell Washington, who picked somebody. I don't think anybody can possibly be a surprise because we've covered everybody so much to death. Um, there's been a long time during these spring months between the end of tra- minicamp and the start of training camp that uh, I just think it's time to put the theory onto the field. I, I don't think there's a lot of room for surprise in Latrobe this year. Yeah, not not among somebody who's going to jump in there and earn a starting job that you don't think. Um, you know, there's not a Mike Hilton 
out there waiting to, you know, to emerge from an undrafted free agent to becoming a starter. Um, not, not yet anyway that anybody else can see. Yeah, you might get somebody that sneaks onto the roster, uh, you know, special teams contributor, something like that, a backup cornerback. But no, there, there really isn't anybody. I mean, not that he would be a surprise, but I guess Joey Porter Jr. would be the one to look at to see if he can win the starting job out of the rookies to make an immediate impact. I think he has the most potential there, but really there, there are no surprises at this point, especially with, you know, so like you said, so much stuff. We had OTAs, we had mini camp. There were things to, to write about then. Not much is going to change between then and that training camp. I would be surprised if like a Levi Wallace shines and makes Joey Porter wait before he's a full-time starter or, you know, Dan Moore really does supplant Broderick Jones, who I think a lot of people had penciled in as a starter when they were looking at him on draft night. Like Those are the surprises to me. I'll give you another potential surprise. What if the inside linebackers are really good? Okay, like th- those would be potential for surprise to me. Um, that's how I kind of view the unforeseen. And, and those are players that I think people have kind of said, okay, they're good, not great. Let's move on to the new chapter, to the youth chapter, and see what those guys can do. I, I think that's where the mentality shifts. Yeah, your, your inside linebackers are going to be heavily scrutinized because they're it's totally revamped from last year, and you didn't really see Cole Holcomb do anything um, because of injury. So, yeah, that's an area that we'll be watching, but I don't think, you know, based on their resumes they have, that they're not going to be, you know, quote-unquote surprises. They have solid track records in the NFL, uh, maybe you have a competition with punter. You know, maybe Presley Harvin gets unseated by Braden Mann. I don't know how that's, you know, if that's characterized as, as a surprise or not. But, you know, it's something that, you know, bears watching for fans that if they, they're into that kind of stuff. We talked about this in the big picture level when we talked about the pay structure of the roster and the depth chart. But what do you think specifically about the Highsmith signing for him and what was spent at the position? I'd like to see more of the breakdown. I haven't had a chance to see the, the yearly figures, but it seems like it's right in line. I mean, you know, the agent can go and say, yeah, he's averaging $17 million a year, where from the Steelers' perspective, he's tackle on this year. His numbers don't change. He's still getting the same base salary. You know, maybe it's closer to like $13 million a year, so, and that's more more in the range. Either way, he's being paid commensurate for, you know, someone of four years that's, you know, one of the, you know, that's play, playing like a top 10 outside linebacker, so I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think it's going to upset future signings or anything like that. You know, Omar Khan still, I think, oversees most of the salary cap, so they have a good idea of what they got going on. I didn't have any surprise with it at all. Uh, you know, it just, it just seems to be the new way of Steelers business to get these things done before training camp starts, which, uh, you know, which is good for them because they don't have this thing dragging out after the final preseason game. What about Tomlin's contract extension? I have a feeling you'll hear that on the first day, the day that they report. I think they'll have something there. They'll announce a little press conference, and they'll uh, they'll they'll they've done that in the past. I, I don't think they'll let that linger. If he's going to get one, I think they'll announce it first day. What was the story with the Denzel Mims thing yesterday? Think there's any truth to them being in on him? Yeah, they could have been, I guess. I, I you know I, I didn't really hear too much about it. Um, you know, I think they're happy with what they have right now. Could they have added somebody else? Yeah, potentially. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how hard they might have been chasing him. To be honest with you, 
Yeah, it's just, it, it was weird to me because, like, if they wanted another guy, they could have just kept Anthony Miller, right? I mean, is, is there that yeah. much difference? I mean, it's not like Mims has been all that great since he came out of Baylor. Yeah, the, the, you know, it, it, he's been underwhelming, to be honest. And, uh, you know, Anthony Miller could have been a guy that, you know, that they, they have options. They're not lacking. I think they have a dozen guys they're bringing to camp. So, yeah, they have, you know, they have guys that they can look at. And I think they really want to see what Calvin Austin can do is that, third, fourth, well, probably fourth receiver role. Finally, Joe, any opinions that you might have about the running backs across the National Football League and how much they've been complaining about the pay inequity? I'd like to hear what you think on that front, and, and I'd like to hear how you think that's going to apply to Najee Harris uh, perhaps next year and the Steelers have to make a decision on him. Well, they've got to make a decision, what, after this year on his fifth-year extension, correct? Yeah, after his, uh, yeah, after this year, they'll have to decide whether to pick up the fifth year option, um, you know, I mean, hey, they're not making Tim Ben's money, but uh, you know how many how many people are these days? Um, yeah, I mean, hey, it's 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 a tough spot for running backs to be in. Le'Veon Bell went through this, tried to raise the bar, didn't really happen. It's actually lowered since Le'Veon Bell went through, um, you know, through the uh, franchise tag, and it seems like every other position kind of keeps going up, up, up. Running backs is going the other way. You know, it's they can't create their own union. I don't see how that's possible. Um, but it's just it's just the way things are going right now. Maybe you structure contracts differently. Maybe you try to get more upfront money. Uh, maybe they work something into an agreement that way. But really, there's not much they can do. And, you know, when you're getting that kind of money on a franchise tag, you know, it's nothing to sneeze at. And, yeah, you don't have longevity other positions do, but you kind of knew what you were getting into when you signed up for the job. Joe, thanks. I'll see you at St. Vincent in less than a week. See you at the hunting cabin. Sounds good. Yes, at the cabin. I can't wait to see Billy the Big Mouth Bass laying over, <laughs> laying, laying over my bed. <laughs> Joe Rudder, he'll be with me and Chris Adamski, Chaz Pala. We've got our four-man hunting cabin locked and ready to go again out at St. Vincent College.